0: All right, so what I want to do this morning is I feel like I'm here this morning to help just encourage your faith. How many of you ever feel like life just sometimes beats you up? You ever feel like that? Uh, I, I titled the message this morning, Under Doesn't Mean Over. Under Doesn't Mean Over. So here's what I mean. Anybody ever feel under pressure? You ever feel undervalued? You ever feel underqualified? You ever feel underattacked, underpaid? Anybody ever feel underpaid? (laughs) Yes, Jesus. Anybody ever feel under fire, under equipped, underestimated, underfunded? We have all these different reasons to feel under. Some of you right now in life feel like you're just underground and nobody notices you. You feel like nobody really knows what's going on in your life. You feel like you can be more. You feel like you can do more. But you just feel like you're under and nobody recognizes your potential. And you just kind of feel undervalued, underappreciated. Can I just encourage you this morning? No matter what you're under, you serve a God who will sustain you through it. Here's what I want you to understand this morning. Oftentimes, the way that God works is when we say, God, help us. God says, no, 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 I'm not going to pull you out of the situation. I'm going to help you through the situation. It's a completely different thing, right? Because oftentimes we're saying, we panic and we say, God, get me out of this. And God says, no, no, I'm going to give you the faith to go through it. Because if you go through it, then you're going to grow and things are going to be transformed in your life, right? So here's the truth. Everybody wants God to magically to deliver them from something. But what if God's plan for your life was for you to make it through it? See, I'm going to say this throughout the sermon. Oftentimes, when God is breaking you down, it feels like he's abandoned us and it feels like he's given up on us. Listen, he's not breaking you. He's making you. (laughs) And that's a difference because sometimes God's plan for our life. And when God brings us through this process, it feels like he's forgotten us. It feels like he's going to abandon us. And it feels like, God, if you bend me anymore, I'm just going to snap. But what God is doing is he's drilling some roots down in our life and he's making us. See, some of us need to change the way that we pray. How many of you, show of hands, how how many of you have been joining us with the past seven days? We've been in 14 days of prayer so far. If you haven't, let me, just a little caveat, we've been live on Facebook every single morning just doing some devotionals at 7 o'clock in the morning. I know that's early for some of you. But I would just encourage you to join us. You can watch it. And we've just been praying. We've been trusting and believing that God would just challenge and encourage our faith. But here's what I've been learning the past few months. That oftentimes the way that I pray used to look like, God, save me from this situation. Right? God, get me out of this. God, give me money. God, change my wife. I don't really pray that one. (laughs) Right? We pray that way it's always kind of like this panic mode, like, God, get me out of this. Here's how I've learned to play lately. God, just sustain me through this. God, give me the faith. Give me the boldness. Give me the courage to go through this situation. Because here's why God does this. God refuses to take us the easy way. And I'll tell you why. Because growth and comfort do not mix. Growth and comfort do not mix. If you want God to grow you, guess what? You're gonna get really uncomfortable. So if you're in this season right now where you feel uncomfortable, take it on that God's trying to do something to you. He's not trying to break you down. He's actually trying to grow you up. Growth is painful. I hear this all the time, and maybe it's just a dad excuse, but my boys come to me all the time, dad, my foot hurts. I can't walk. I can't go to school. I'm like, you're growing, (laughs) right? (laughs) You're growing. Dad, my leg, I cut. You're growing, (laughs) Everything is you're growing. So they just go to mom for some sympathy, right? But we all have these growing pains. And how many of you know when you're growing, sometimes it feels like life is falling apart? It feels like God has forgotten you. Here's, here's what you have to understand if you want to grow, if you want your faith to be increased, if you want to grow in the Lord, Many of us want to stay where we're at, and we still want to expect different results. So so here's what I mean. Many of us want to drown in our next Netflix shows, hook up on the side with somebody we shouldn't be sleeping with, and still see all that God has for us, right? Like, I just want to do everything that I'm comfortable with doing, and God, just reveal yourself to me. God says, no, 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 I'm going to grow you, and if I'm going to grow you, i got to do some things inside of you. And so when he does things inside of us, here's a word that we all hate and that we have to deal with. We have to get vulnerable. We have to confess some things that we're not comfortable with. We have to have some conversations that we don't want to have. We have to face people that we don't want to face. See, growth and comfort do not mix. So if you're under attack today, if you're under depression, if you're under stress, if you feel like you're undervalued, my prayer for you today is that God would stretch your faith. My prayer for you today that when you walk out of these doors, that your life would just look a little bit different. Because here's the truth. When we're under, we've gotten to a place where many of us, we just give up. We, we surrender to the feeling of being under. We surrender to the fact that God has forgotten us. We surrender to the fact that I've screwed up too many times, therefore God doesn't care about me anymore. <laughs> right? So point number one. Under doesn't mean over. Under doesn't mean over. Now, oftentimes when we're under, we feel like it's over, don't we? See, the the depression is too great, or the stress is too great, or the anxiety is too great. And it's easy to forget that we serve a God, listen to me, who resurrects dead things. So maybe there's something in your life where you've, you've surrendered to a dream for it to never happen. I'm just never going to be that. I'm just never going to see that. God's never going to come through in me. And maybe for 10 years, you've surrendered that. Can I just challenge you this morning? Maybe God wants to reignite some things in your heart this morning. Like moms, maybe some dreams that you have given up on. Husbands, maybe some dreams that you have given up on. Maybe you wanted to start a business and therefore you let all these different circumstances get in the way and you gave up on your dream because you felt like it would never happen. I heard this a few weeks ago. I don't even remember who said it, but it's just, it sat with me. What if your breakthrough was on the other side of your fear? What if your intimacy with Jesus was on the other side of your fear? What if the thing that you fear most, if you could face it, that you would encounter a God that you've never experienced before? See, your breakthrough oftentimes is on the other side of your fear. What if God wants to sustain you through the hardship? But if we're honest, so many of us are numb to life right now, aren't we? We've gotten to a place where we've been under so long that we've become numb. We've come to this place where it's kind of like people are like, So, what are you dreaming about? What do you want to do? What do you want to be? What do you feel like your purpose is? I, I don't know. I don't care just live another day. (laughs) Can I tell you something? That's not God's plan for your life. Like God has a purpose for every individual in this room. And I know sometimes it's easy to surrender to the fact, well, I don't have any gifts. Like what what is my purpose? God has a purpose for you. God doesn't make mistakes and he didn't start with you. (laughs) He doesn't. But when life gets tough, when we feel like we've been under for so long, we come to this reality, this numbing reality, and so we're doing all these things just to make it, just to get by. But God wants you to flourish in life. So hopefully, my prayer for this sermon, my prayer for this message, my prayer for you as you walk out of here, that maybe God would resurrect some dead things in your life. Maybe you're stuck in a job that you hate and you just feel like, well, if I quit and go pursue my dreams, I feel like it's never going to work out. I sit with young couples all the time. They're like, man, I want to get married. I'm just not ready for it. Newsflash, you're never ready. (laughs) I want to have kids, but I'm just not ready for it. You will never be ready to have kids. (laughs) Ever. Ever. Sometimes, here's what I've learned. It's It's just going with it. Just do it. Just follow it. Just dive into it. So here's my prayer, is that by the end of this service... Some of you will get your life back. Maybe you'll get your vision back. Maybe some of you will get your marriage back. Do we genuinely believe in a God that resurrects dead things? Or have we just surrendered to the fact that God doesn't care about me, but he cares about everybody else? See, I think some of us have surrendered to the fact that, well, God does good things, just not for me. Just just not for me. You know what I got sick and tired of? a few years ago, is hearing everybody else's testimony and not having one myself. So we encourage our faith with other people's stories, but God wants to write your story. He wants to do something in your life, and oftentimes it comes with facing your fear head on. So I want to read a scripture that I'm going to take through the rest of this sermon. We're going to break it down. It's literally one verse. Psalms 1 verse 3. It starts like this. They are tree they are like trees planted along the riverbank bearing fruit each season their leaves never never wither and they prosper in all they do so let's back up let's pause on this idea being planted being planted because jesus is trying to say something to us there is something about believers there is a significant thing about being planted I don't know if you know this, but a sequoia tree, which is the largest tree on planet Earth, they say that they can get up to three feet thick. Um, they get 300 feet tall. The largest sequoia named General Sherman is 2,100 years old. That is an old tree. How many? That tree has seen some stuff. <laughs> And this tree has many seasons of growth. And out of everything that the psalmist could compare our lives to, it compares it to a tree that is planted by living waters. Why? I want you to get this image of this tree that is planted by this awesome spring. It's probably not a Louisiana bayou, okay? It's this nice, clear river. You can see the bottom. (laughs) It's this tree that is planted by this stream. And I want you to just imagine for a moment that you're that tree. I know this sounds weird. You're like, I'm a tree? What the heck? But just imagine that you're a tree planted by living water. And for once in your life, as that tree, you're free. No stress, no anxiety, no busyness, no schedule, no depression, no bumps in the road. You're free from everybody that's ever hurt you. How many know that would be awesome? This is the type of tree that David is talking about in the Psalms. A tree that, listen to me, is so close to the riverbank, it does not have to rely on rain. There's a significance in this. Because what Jesus is saying, if you stay planted in the house of the Lord like a tree, you don't have to worry about whether it's going to rain or not, because you have a consistent water source every single day that is going to sustain you. This is why it's so important to be planted and embedded into a community, into a church, into a house. Because Jesus is saying that like that tree, you have this water source that never fails you. And freedom is the only thing that you know. See, here's the truth that I've learned is when you are close to God, you don't have to depend on others to approve of you. See, when you are close to God, you don't have to care about what other people think about you. How many of you have ever gone out of your way something that you didn't even want to do just to make some people happy that you don't even like? Why do we do that? Because we're not connected to the source. Why do we do that? Because we've forgotten who we are. See, when you are close to God, this is the beauty. You don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow worries about itself. Are you getting the type of tree that we're talking about now? This tree that is planted by this water source that has life every single day. As a believer, that is what our life should look like. That we're so connected to God that we don't care about what other people say about us. We don't care what other people think about us. We are so connected to the source that the only thing that we care about is how God approves of us. Continue reading the verse. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. This is an interesting phrase. Bearing fruit in each season. Think about it. This This is not the natural cycle of a tree, is it? Does anybody know a tree that produces fruit every single season? No. This is not natural at all. No tree produces fruit in every season. So here's what the psalmist is saying. Through God, we can produce fruit in every season because we are planted to the source that never runs dry. The source is always fertile. It never fails. So what does that mean? In summer, you have fruit. In spring, you have fruit. In fall, you have fruit. How does this translate practically? Lose your job, you can still produce fruit. Somebody leaves you, you can still produce fruit. Your children runs wayward, you can still produce fruit. You lose your spouse, you can still produce fruit. You lose a loved one, you can still produce fruit. So many of us allow the circumstances of our life to dictate how much fruit we produce. So we say, well, oh, it's just another season. Me and God, we're just not close right now. Life has just been hard. When is life not hard? (laughs) Life is always difficult, and it's learning to live within the tension of the struggle, staying connected to the source so that you can always produce fruit. But here's the problem. So many of us are satisfied with that one time we produce fruit, that one season that we produce fruit, that one time that God came through. See, God is not the God of one-time miracles. He is the God of endless miracles. He constantly is producing them. And so here's what you have to understand. Just because God came through through for you one time. Well, God, that one time in 1997 when God came through for me and he healed me. God wants to do that for you every single day. So maybe you wake up and you're just in a bad mood. Anybody ever wake up and you're just in a bad mood? Why are you in a bad mood? I have no idea. I'm just in a bad mood. (laughs) You ever wake up and you're like, I just, I don't want to talk to anybody today. I get like that. My, my wife knows the look in the morning. I wake up and she's like, I'm not gonna talk to him until he is fully awake, <laughs> right? And it's kind of like this unseen thing. You kinda, she looks at me, I look at her. She's like, if you talk to me, something bad is coming out of my mouth, right? God wants your life to look like a tree planted by him and it can produce fruit no matter the season of your life. No matter the season of your life. Because they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Now watch this. Next phrase. Their leaves never wither. I love the, the metaphor that God keeps using over and over in this verse. This is not the natural cycle of trees. So first he's saying you can produce fruit in every season. Now he's saying your leaves will never wither. I did some research on this. Does anybody know why trees lose their leaves? Don't tell me because I'm going to tell you, okay? (laughs) They lose their leaves because every single season in the winter, they know a hard time is coming. So they take all the nutrients and they use it for the inside of the tree. They start storing the nutrients. And it starves the outside of the tree. So by the time that fall kicks in, all the leaves fall off because they have gotten zero nutrients. So the tree goes through this season where it it deprives the outside of the nutrients and it takes it all for itself inside. Why do I I say that? I say that because we all go through seasons where we feel like we got to hold something back. You ever do that? Somebody hurt you, you walk into the room, I can't be honest, I can't be vulnerable because I'm going to get hurt again. You get a new job and that, that happens to you at the other job. So you walk in, you're already guarded. You're already holding on to something. You're already reserved, right? Here's what the scripture is saying. When you are so connected to the source, when you are so connected with God, you don't have to hold anything back. You can walk in fully alive in who you are, messing all and saying, God, here I am. <laughs> I don't have to hold back Anything when I pursue the Lord, because my leaves will never wither. If you are connected to the source, you keep your leaves in every season. The good news is with a relationship with Jesus, you don't have to wither and die. You don't have to let the hardships of life beat you up. You know what I've learned? Life can be defined by one simple word. Perspective. Perspective. You can go through difficult times, but oftentimes the way that you go through those difficult times is through your perspective. You ever just meet those people, like, it's like they're always happy. It's like, do you ever have a bad day? Like, can I just punch you so you can have a bad day? I've never seen you frown. And there are a few people that I know like that, and and honestly, I know their life. And I know they walk through hardship and they walk through pain. They just have a different perspective on life. The perspective is, you know what, this is what life is. It's going to be difficult. I'm going to walk through things, and it's all about our perspective. Keep reading the verse, because I find that this part is very interesting. Psalms 1-3. They're like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. They prosper in all in all they do. That's a crazy thought. This is also a verse that gets taken out of context so many times. It's a verse that we slap on coffee mugs and t-shirts. If I serve the Lord, I will prosper in everything I do. No, no. If you are planted, you will prosper. If you are planted and you dig down some roots and you allow God to grow you, you will prosper. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord will prosper. So what does this look like? Well, maybe you're a single mom and you want to start a business. But you feel like, I don't have the resources to do this. But if you're planted in the house of the Lord, it says you will prosper. Everything, this is crazy, everything you think, dream, or imagine with God, as long as you are planted, can happen. Can I tell you why some of you keep failing over and over and over again? You say, God, I thought you wanted me to prosper. The reason that you don't prosper is because you're not planted you won't put down some roots. You won't put down some roots. See, here's the truth. You cannot grow a tree in a potted plant. But that's most of our problem. You can't grow a tree in a potted plant. Why? Because it's not going to get enough roots. The storm's going to come and it's going to be uprooted like that. And somewhere along the way of life, we've gotten into this habit that every time God starts doing something in us and it gets difficult, we uproot ourselves and we move on. We like moving around when we get uncomfortable. How many of you just should, like, how many of you like, I love being uncomfortable? Nobody. So when we get uncomfortable, what do we do? I can't be here anymore. I'm out. This is why people go from church to church to church to church. Just a little side note. You ever talk to those people who are like, man, that church hurt me, this church hurt me, this church like after some time you have to take some inventory and go, I might be the problem. Like if you've been to 10 churches in two years, you might be the problem. I'm not saying that in a harsh way, it's just because here's here's why I say that. The reason that you keep getting hurt is because you won't put down roots. There is not a single church on planet Earth that will not offend you. It's just gonna happen. Because here's here's why. When you connect your life with other people as you ought to, because you're going to be better together, people are messy and they hurt you. And I think sometimes people walk into a new church and like, people are so nice, I love this church. Oh my God, did you hear what she said? Well, let's just pray for them. And then we all gossip about them, right? People are messy, And because people are messy, we're going to get offended, we're going to get hurt, and we have to anchor ourselves back to the fact that Jesus loves us and he's not going to hurt us. So we put down some roots. We have to stop moving around. So number two, I don't want to explain this point. Trees are not planted, seeds are. Trees are not planted, seeds are. God, listen, think about this. I was thinking about this. God's never planted a tree. He's always planted a seed. He's never planted a full-grown, like, boom, tree. <laughs> He's always planted a seed. So here's what you got to understand. What you are discounting as something small in your life, God sees the potential, and you don't. So when you're down there, buried in the ground, you're like, this sucks. This is terrible. God's saying, just, just keep going. Just plant some roots. See, I have to constantly remind myself that I only see in part, and God sees the whole picture. That is the whole process of a seed. That seed has no understanding of what its potential is. Have you ever seen a sequoia seed? It is like this small. It's tiny. And it grows to be the biggest tree. The question that you have to answer this morning is this. Will you stay planted in a place long enough for God to work? Will you stay planted in a place long enough for God to get everything out of you? See, I know some of you right now, you're trying to leave that job because you hate it, right? But what if that was the ground that God was trying to make you in? What if the place that you hate, the season of life that you're just like, I can't be here anymore, God, what if that was the ground that God was trying to make you in? What if that was the ground where your seed actually started growing some roots? See, the scripture teaches us this, that God's plan for us is seed, time, harvest. Here's what most of want, seed, harvest. <laughs> he intentionally puts the time in between both of them. There's a seed, and then guess what? There's a, well, God, how long? <laughs> a long time. Yeah, but like, how, how much longer? Are we there yet? No, we're not there yet. I want to show you something. If, if you could throw that picture up of that, that seed. Okay, this is the stage of a seed. I want you to notice something. When it's first planted, that's what it looks like. That little dot, that's you. <laughs> the second phase, it goes, it doesn't look like much, does it? Now watch the third phase. The moment the seed wants to go up, it's got to go down. What does that mean? Humility. The moment you want to grow tall, God's got to bring you low. So watch this. Stage four, it's like a little plant, it's cute. (laughs) That's all it is. Then you move on to stage five. Look how much has grown in the root system. Look how much God has done in this picture. Here's the problem nobody else can see it but God. So here's where most of you are sometimes. We're at stage five. We're enduring the difficulty, the hardship. It's hard. It's painful. It sucks. And then we go, you know what? I'm done. I'm uprooting. Look where you have to go back to. Every time you uproot yourself from a place, you start all the way over. So, many of you are frustrated with your season because you feel underappreciated, underestimated, but the truth is you're just a seed and God's trying to develop some roots. So, what roots, practically speaking? Humility, integrity, character. Listen, the things that nobody sees. The things that nobody sees. Oftentimes, the growth that God is going to do in you, nobody's going to see it until it blossoms. And then when you finally reach this stage right here, and people are like, man, you have grown so much. You're like, do you want my process? And what's your secret? Pain, hardship, staying planted when I wanted to leave, staying in this season when it was going to be easier to quit. Listen, God has you where you are, not because he's punishing you, but because he's building your roots. He's building your roots. I mean, look at this process. <laughs> From stage four to stage five, there is barely any surface growth, right? And so people can come up to you, oh yeah, I've seen a little bit of growth in you. Just a little. Just you, sap, <laughs> Right? By stage five, this is where you just got to hang on a little bit longer and i want you to understand something most of us go through one two three four and five and then we quit too early how many breakthroughs have you missed out on because you quit too early we quit too early look how much growth happens in stage six and here's what this means the weather comes the storms come all the trials come, the suffering comes, but you stay planted because you've got a root system. You've got community, you've got a God that you know that loves you regardless of what you've done, regardless of how many times you make mistakes. This is when you are in a season where it's hard, it's difficult, but you keep persevering. This is the season that God makes you. But let's get honest for a moment. How many of you have ever shouted, God, where are you? You ever felt like, God, what are you doing? Because this doesn't feel like God. You ever gone through seasons of your life if you're like, God, God, if this is really you, I don't know if I want this. Is this really you? Maybe you tithed on the first and got your lights cut off on the second, right? <laughs> like, God, I gave. I'm in community. I'm reading the Bible. Like, what are you doing? You're doing everything that you know how to do, and it still feels so hard. This leads me to point three. The place of death and the place of destiny look the same for a season. The place of death and the place of purpose and destiny look the same for a season. Let me explain it to you this way. If I were to take a seed, dig a hole in the ground, and bury it, Then I took a dead body, dug a hole in the ground, and buried it. It's the same exact process, but something different is going to happen with that seed. Here's the cool thing. Because there's something inside the seed. There's something living inside the seed. That's God. And he has a greater plan for your life than you could ever think for yourself. And depending on your perspective, the enemy can convince you that the place where God is curating and making your destiny is the place that you should curl up and die. Because oftentimes the season of growth feels like a season of death, doesn't it? (laughs) And for God to grow us, and God says, okay, you want to go to the next season? This is what you're going to have to go through. I'll tell you why. The reason that God doesn't reveal the plan, because if he revealed it all to us, you're like, ah, not going that way. <laughs> not going that way. See, God has not forsaken you. God is making you. He has not forsaken you. He is making you. You might be under, but it's not over. You might be under, but it's not over. The same God that started something will finish it in you if you will just stay planted. You'll just stay planted. See, the test is this. Can you still have faith when you're just that small seed? You don't know what the outcome is going to be. You don't know what the circumstances are going to turn out to be. See, the truth is some of you have been so hurt that you don't even trust God anymore. Some of you have been through just destructive relationships. You're like, I, I, I can't ever walk through this again. God, I can't do it. Some of you have been open and vulnerable about certain places in your life, and then somebody burned you, and you go, "No, I'm, 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 that's it, never doing it again." But could it be that God wants to resurrect something in your life this morning? Because we serve a God who heals us, a God who says, "Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest." Amen. Philippians one six says it this way, and I am certain that God who began what, the good work. Within you will, what, continue his work until it is finally, what, finished on the day when Christ returns. So listen, if God gave you a dream, if God started something in your life, he's going to complete it. And listen to me, every time you uproot yourself, you start the process all over again. Every time you uproot yourself, you start the process all over again. I just want to encourage you with a quick story and then I'll bring it to a close. But I want to to set it up by saying this. Stop trying to force the promise of God. Stop trying to force the promise of God. You ever find yourself in a season of waiting where you're like, oh God, you're not going to do something? Well, watch me. Watch your boy. Watch what he's going to do, right? (laughs) Watch me, God. I got this. Get out of the way. Let me show you a perfect story in scripture of how this happened. You remember the story of Sarah and Abraham So God says, Abraham, I'm going to give you a son. God's like, yo, God, I don't know if you know, but Abraham's 65. (laughs) She's 65. God's like, no, no, I'm going to give you a son. I'm going to give you a son, okay? 66 goes by, no son. 70 goes by, no son. And I have to imagine, I'm just imagining this, it doesn't say it in the scriptures, but I just have to think that every year she got older and they sang happy birthday, it was a reminder how God had failed them. Every year she stepped up, oh, I'm 80 years old, God still hasn't come through. You ever feel like that? Like, God, you promised something. Another year gone by, another month, another week, another day, nothing. So what happens? What happens? She's 85, still no baby. She says, you know what? God says, you've forgotten me, and you're not working. I'm going to force this promise. So she she, she grabs Hagar. Abraham, sleep with Hagar. Wait, what? (laughs) Sleep with Hagar. Are are you serious about this? Yes, sleep with Hagar, with your servant, so we can have a son. Abraham sleeps with Hagar. They have an illegitimate child. It's not what God had promised them. 90 years rolls around. 90 years. And I have to imagine that Sarah's like, man, I blew it. I tried to force the promise of God. 90 years rolls around. She finally gets pregnant. you imagine what the chatter would be on Facebook? <laughs> she would go viral. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> 90 years old. And you say, why does God have to do things like that? Why? Because if Sarah would have got pregnant at 65, it would have been okay. She's, it, back in that day, it was quite normal for a woman to have children at that age. If she would have got pregnant at 65 and had a baby, people would have said, it's normal. But because she got pregnant and had a baby at 90, it was a miracle. Amen. It was a miracle. That's how God works. So the process that you're walking through right now, understand me in this. When you walk through the process, by the time that you finally walk into the miracle, you have a story, and guess what? You don't get the glory God does. That's That's how God works. Because people say, how did you make it through that? I barely did. (laughs) Kicking and screaming. Hollering. Sarah screwed up. Abraham, go sleep with your servant. They messed up. God still came through. So listen, we have to stop forcing the promises of God because when you feel like you're under, it's not over. So think of it this way. I'll close with this. You're not buried, you're planted. You're not buried, you're planted. God is developing and he's building a root system in you. So I want to close with this. Maybe you're in here today and you, man, you feel under. You feel under depression. You feel under stress. You feel underappreciated. You feel undervalued. You feel like nobody notices your worth. Listen to me. God's just building your roots. God's getting you ready for the destiny that you will one day walk in. Because listen, if you want to go higher, you got to go lower. And The only way that you go lower is by God building some humility in you, some character, some integrity. And it's usually not the process that we would like to choose, but listen to me, it's the best one. Because by the time that you get high enough, you have the root system to sustain you, to keep you there. Though the wind and the waves may come, you do not falter.